Good morning. What is up, everyone? You are listening to No Bullshit Blue Collar Podcast. I'm your host, Splash. This is the Blue Collar Tribe coming at you with uh, day nine of no school because of COVID-19. I always want to say COVID ID, and I don't know why, but it's COVID-19. Today is day nine of no school. Um, It is Thursday, the 26th of March, 2020. I was supposed to be at a convention today giving a residential, uh, it was a keynote speaker for Sherman Williams Day at a residential repaint conference here in Utah, but that got canceled. So thank you, COVID-19. We really appreciate it. But let's let's jump in this. We're recording this live on Instagram as well. Um, if you want to see the live show, jump over to the Instagram page, Splash on Painting. You can see my beautiful, charming ginger beard every morning when we do the show. For the most part, it's everyone who into this. So I did a little bit of a disservice yesterday on the show. So I want to go back and talk about do's and don'ts. I was kind of in a crunch yesterday because uh, we were out doing some stuff. But I want to share a really cool story with you that uh, happened yesterday. Um, well, <clears throat> excuse me. To me, it was cool. I liked it. So yesterday I was out doing bids for Utah, for the Utah government. Um, all the... Uh, buildings that had uh earthquake damage done to it so with that being said we went to the utah state library for the deaf and visually or for the blind and visually impaired and in one of the back rooms there was this huge shop and i posted a picture of the shop on the instagram page um there was this huge shop like a real carpenter's shop um and it's actually done by a fellow who is blind who's been doing it for 20 plus years and his woodworking ability was just beautiful way better than mine awesome work very detailed um go check the pictures out we've already posted them on the web on the instagram page um and he has the coolest tool that measures his wood like you would think like okay this person's blind how is he um going to be able to cut wood well, I'm gonna try to go in and, and do and do a video with him one day when he's there. But um, he has a really cool tool that he uses, and it was just very inspiring to know that uh, even though he was born or uh, maybe something happened to him where he can't see, he uses all of his other senses to be a badass blue collar, you know. And uh, that just means a lot to me. It was, it was really nice to see. So go look at those pictures. Go look at the detailed work that he does. So yesterday's show, we talked about do's and don'ts, and I kind of made it a funny show, but I got to be a little bit more serious with that because I don't want to do a disservice to anyone, especially those those contractors that have asked me to do um, this show about uh, do's and don'ts within your business in reference to having clients and or and or um, and or. Uh, employees so let's go over the list of don'ts let me show you real quick i'll show you it's on my worksheet called productive as fuck that is truly a notepad that i use every day in the splash studios i need to get some more because they're gonna run out um but here's my don't list let's just kind of go over some things so as a contractor or an employee these are things that i find very valuable and things you should not do on a job site or within a customer's viewing capability First on there is smoke on the job site. This is a huge issue um, that I just don't 
agree with, and I'm a person who does smoke my cigars. I love my cigars. Um, and I just think, I understand that people use it. It's, it's their thing, even a vape. Um, I just don't think you should be smoking on a customer's job site, whether it's interior or exterior. If you need to do that and it's an actual need, like I get some people need that, go walk away from the job site for 10 minutes. It's not going to hurt. 10 minutes is not going to kill my job flow. You know, as long as shit's getting done, you need to be, be able to walk away. That's a huge thing for me. I actually still have contractors. When I hire new guys, that's one of the very first things I tell them. Don't smoke on my job sites. It's just one of those things that I don't think that you should be doing on a job site. The second thing is, <clears throat> and this is a big thing, especially if you're a newer contractor, don't agree to add-ons on the job site with the customer right there. <clears throat> on the do list, it's have a contract. You need to have a contract in place. And in that contract, you need to have an hours, uh, a cost per hour for you. And basically, like in a nutshell, mine says, if anything additional is added on during this job, it can be billable at $65 an hour. That rate varies depending on how many guys I have on the crew. Um, depending on how many crew members I have on the job site. So with that being said, when I say don't agree to things right then and there and just start doing them, you need to make sure that the customer knows, you know, and, and have it signed. I mean, with my app, like the Joyce app that I use, and they're not a paid sponsor, but with the Joyce app that I use, I can create a real quick, hey, we wanted to do the 10 interior doors real quick. I can go in, do an app and have it signed right then and there and have it emailed within two minutes. So whether you're senior or you're new in the business, a huge don't is agreeing to work that you don't have signed up. And that also trickles down to your employees. I tell my employees, except for the one that's in charge, like don't agree to stuff because you're potentially losing money. And here's an example. We had a customer who wanted, I know they wanted a shed painted, but they didn't tell, they didn't want it bid in. And I had verbally told them, Hey, if we paint your shed, it's going to be an extra thousand dollars. Let's just say that's what it was, because it's about five hours of work. Um, it was already primed. We just needed to paint it. It was going to match the house that we were doing, and it wasn't really that big. It was like a ten by seven sheds. Nothing super extravagant. Um, and they didn't. They wanted all one color, and then the face of the trim, just the four corners, just the four corners and the door, just rolled real quick in the white, and. We didn't bid it in, but the customer came and asked my employees, hey, are we going to paint the shed? And I had already told my guys, we're not painting the shed. Don't, if they ask, you need to call me. Well, they didn't listen, and they did it, and ended up taking them another day on the job site. Well, me being the good you know, owner that I am, I feel like I'm a good owner. I did end up paying them for that, but I went back to the customer. We had about an hour conversation about this. And I had a text message that I had sent to them. If you want the shed added on, it's an additional $1,000. Her comment back was, okay, that's fine. But let me ask my husband first. I left it that. Never heard back. Showed her. You never said that you wanted it done. You just said it was fine, but you needed to check back with your husband. So in a story, she ended up not paying for that. And I paid my guys. And I had it was my guys' conversation. So I like to abide within the rules. But I explained to my guys, like, you can't just be adding on stuff because that come, doesn't come from your pockets, comes from the, the owner's pocket. So don't agree and have that conversation with your crew because you may not be on the job site. And if you have a lead, which you should on the job site, they need to be very aware that like, hey, 
we aren't doing um, add-ons. This is all we're doing. So just be careful with that. That's a huge don't agreeing to stuff. And your your crew needs to know because on a job like that, I maybe could have bid fifteen hundred and given my guys a little bonus. You know, so there's certain things that just don't. And a quick text message to your lead or your boss is perfect. Or tell your customer, hey, you need to reach out to the owner of the company. So um, it, it, that's just important. Third thing, and you can laugh all you want, but this is true. And I said it yesterday as a joke, but I wanted to be more serious about this today. Don't shit or use the bathroom in a client's home. If the home is vacant or the building's vacant, that is okay. But if the home is living in and someone lives there and it's functioning, don't go into the home where they're doing interior exterior work and go take a deuce. Sorry, I'm trying to be not funny about this, but be serious. I've actually had a customer do that and had a, or not a customer, but one of my employees do that. And the customer wrote me back and said, hey, your guy just destroyed my bathroom. That's what the guy told me. I'm like, what? He's like, he went in the bathroom and now my whole house stinks. Like, it's embarrassing. And it's it's not to say that it's not human, that we don't all do it. I mean, everybody poops. Let's be real. And let's get the little kid part of giggles out. But like, like if that customer left a review, I mean, can you imagine reading your review, uh, reading a review that a customer left you? Like one of the employees bombed my bathroom and made it stink like that. Like that is really put off. So for us, where we work at, I, my guys know where all the bathrooms are. We have public bathrooms around the area that we live in and they go. So you need to make sure that you have that conversation. I know it's dumb, but you don't know what your guys ate the night before. You don't know what the like. You've no idea, and it's not even that. Like, just just don't like don't. Okay. Um, fourth thing not to do, and I've seen it happen. I've actually had employees do it. Um, don't stalk the client. I know it's human nature. You may find attraction. You may find these people are cool. Um, uh, and. It does happen. I don't. I don't accept friend requests from my customers um, on my Facebook page. If they follow the Instagram page, it's different. But if they go to my Facebook page, um, I don't accept friend requests. And I have that conversation with my crew. Like, listen, guys, while you're on the job site, you represent company splash painting. That's your representation. Um, even if they're subs, if there's an attraction value or something like that. You need to completely entirely make sure that is not on any job site hours. Um, It sucks, but that's just what it is. You know, just because a lot of our customers will bring us donuts. A lot of our customers will do stuff. And um, it's human nature to feel like, oh, maybe, you know, but just be, be, be proper, you know, don't. uh, And that goes both ways. I don't, I don't, like I said, I mean, there are customers now that I am friends with that we've befriended, but we live in the same neighborhood and we'll see each other. So after the jobs, I like we'll be out of the food trucks. But I mean, there's certain situations, but in the big, big picture, don't stalk your customers. Don't let them stalk you. Don't engage in that kind of conduct. Um, <clears throat> I know we're contractors, but at the end of the day, there are HR qualities we need to with we need to stand. Number one, two, three, four, five. Number five is over-explain. So I'm going to add a do to this, but the do and the don't kind of go hand in hand. On the do list, you do need to explain what job's going to be done if they're asking questions. And or if you can look at your customer, the person doing the bids, whatever contractor or job you're in, 
should be really good at reading people, should be really good at communication skills, understanding what that. Now, if your job is that and you don't feel you have those skills, let's have a conversation. Um, or you need to find someone else to do that and, and hone in your other skills. But the over-explaining part is like you don't want to get into detail like, okay, we're going to go call, walk around the whole house and show every single thing. You know, Like I tell my customers on the next year, look, we're going to we're going to call Bond, Sando, Sand, Sando, like that's a word. We're going to call it Bond and Sand areas as needed to. The areas could include cracks that are bigger than a pencil lead. And this is even stated in my bids. So whatever your job site is, you can actually put some of these conversational points in your bid. But don't over explain it because on an over explanation of a, of a job site, it can really overwhelm a customer. And they may be more apt to go with someone who's more expensive than you or someone who didn't explain because... They, I would imagine you've all had this experience, but like you hire someone to come do something at your job, at your house. Um, per, my example I can give you is this. We had a, we had a house cleaner come um, when we were trying to figure out what, what cleaner we were going to go with. And she kept telling us how to clean stuff. And my mind and my wife's mind was like, you're the house cleaner. I don't fucking care how you clean my house. Just clean it. Like if there's things I want, I'll tell you, but you have a business that's a house cleaner. So you have a business as a contractor. You should know. Don't ask questions. That's why there's Instagram. There, there's people like myself and the people listening. Like you have these opportunities to listen and and ask professionals questions that you may not know. Um, number six, don't make promises on a job site. Making promises are hard because people will hold you to what you say. So don't promise something that you just don't um, know. So someone on Instagram made this comment. Let me read it to you so you guys on the, on the podcast can listen to it. It says, my last boss would invite himself to clients' parties. If they said they were having a dinner party next weekend, he'd say, oh, I'd like to get there. It was real hard to watch. It, it is, and it's embarrassing, and, and I know that's probably his personality thinking that making friendship is better, but there is um, – <laughs> yeah, she said that he asked to go to the daughter's birthday party. There was a firm. Now, like, that's a hard line. You just can't stalk and be best friends. It's 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 business. It's not going to the club. Like, it's, 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 you know, you're like, you're not going to, you're not going to mingle that way. It, it's work, you know, so keep that. Back to making promises. Don't make promises. A, a, a promise made and a promise broken are very hard and people will put these in your, in your, um, in your reviews if they leave your review. So these things we're talking about don'ts are really hardcore things that you will see people leave reviews on. Um, number seven, understand your value. This is tricky. It's inappropriate. It happens all the time, but you need to stand your ground. When you give a customer bid, I, I saw in a Facebook group uh, today, or not today, but this week, that a customer said they finished a job four day, they finished a job two or three days early, not four, it's like two or three days early, which is great. Kudos to the crew. The customer was freaking excited, and I'm just going off with the post set. But the customer came back to the homeowner and said, "Hey, because you finished the job in three days, opposed to the seven, I think you owe me a refund." And the the contractor put this in the thing like, hey, we did all these things and she agreed to it. She signed the contract and then she, because we got the job done quicker, she wanted this, this, and this. And she wanted a refund. You know, she did the math herself. She took it upon herself. Let's say the job was $10,000 and 
and she did, okay, $10,000 by seven days is this much money. You didn't finish it. I want to deduct the final pay of this much money. Don't underestimate your value. Whether you get that job done in seven days or four days, if the customer's happy with the finished product, you deserve that amount of money back. And you need to let them know. You agreed to this. This was the agreement that we agreed upon, period. There's no questions. When people add stuff on, if you're doing a walkthrough and she's like, well, we had another painter come. Example, I I like to tell my my stories. I tell my stories so you see that these things do happen to all of us. Was doing a paint bid on a garage. Customer said, hey, well, we got a paint bid last year to do the garage for $500. Just the two-car garage to, to prime and paint. I said, that's great. I said, I actually gave you guys a bid on your exterior three years ago. You haven't painted it yet. He's like, oh, yeah, we're still waiting for that. We may. And they, I know they have a letter from the HOA. But I told him when he said, hey, we have a painter. I said, listen, if $500 is your budget, you need to go with that painter and call him back. Because right now to do your garage is going to cost me about $800. All the material and to pay my guy to come in and do it, you're looking at $800. And he looked at me and said, okay, when can you start? You, It's important not to decrease your value and understand that These customers may be your jobs in the aspect of they are the ones paying you, but you created your job. You are the employee and the employer that created a job. You're the one that has crafted this skill that this person isn't capable of doing the way that they want the finished product to look. That's why you are the professional. That's why you are no bullshit blue collar. That's why you are part of the blue collar tribe because you know what you're doing. Know your value. Next one on don'ts is um, this is hard. Because it go, it can go on. If you have a lead, it's okay. But if you don't have a lead or someone you trust, you absolutely cannot do this. Do not leave a new employee on a job site. My rule of thumb that I have with with employees, not subs, but employees, is they're with me for a full week. Because after three days, I'm gonna get an idea of what they are. If they're my lead, and or if I have a lead on the job site, my lead knows. If they go to lunch break, they all go together. You do not leave that new customer, that new employee on the job site. There's multiple reasons why, but in the big umbrella of this is you have to protect your name. You do not know what they are capable of. Even after the matter, you don't know, but at least you'll have signs. Usually within three days, just think about back about dating. We've all dated somebody. If you say you have it, you're a liar. Usually after so many days, you let your guard down or the other person that's that guard down. You're like, oh, my God, what did I get into? How did I not know this? Good thing we didn't do dot, dot, dot. You thought about it, too. But (laughs) you get what I'm saying. Like you just you you don't know. So good rule. Don't leave a new employee unless you have a lead on the job site. And I mean, leave one. If you have to go around the corner to the to the lumber store, you don't leave them. You take them with you. That's just, and you pay them, but you take them with them. You need to have, it's a great time to have a conversation. Just shut your hole and listen to them. Get to know them a little bit. I don't want to be friends with my employees, but I don't want to not know who they are, if that makes sense. Last but not least on don't. Um, <clears throat> before I get to the last one, someone commented on, on the live. So let's uh, go to what they said. I've been in this situation before. I've always had a rule that I only use new employees on exterior painting Lo and behold, he went in the garage when nobody was looking and ripped off our customer. Did not know about it for a few days. New employee are high risk. See, one of my fellow contractors know it's just, it's a hard boundary you have to have. There's no, even if you get a phone call like, hey, oh my gosh, my kid's like in the hospital, I got to go. 
you stop, you send everyone home and go take care of what you need to do. Tomorrow's another day. So last thing, okay, and I apologize, I'm going to sneeze here in a minute. Um, the last and not, and this is probably top two. Oh my gosh, I'm Oh, <clears throat> sorry, everyone's watching me out of that video. I'm going to sneeze really bad. Um, uh, the last but not least is threatening. Under any circumstance, you do not threaten the customer, period. I don't care what that person says. I am one of the most calmest people in the world. I don't like conflict, but we all have our triggers. I've had customers do certain things that trigger my inner grill, let it come out. Don't swear. Don't, you know, you can raise your tone a little bit, but do not in any way threaten them. You are the business owner. It is your job to know how to handle that situation better. So the last part of the don'ts is you can never threaten them. The The review you could get is astronomically worse than what you're going to say in the minute to try to hurt someone. So there's the, the productive as fuck don't. Here is the do list. We're going to fly through this because, well, they're pretty self-explanatory and pretty easy. But let's go through the do's. One, you need to have a contract. If you don't have a contract, this goes into um, one of the other do's. Get a bookkeeper. Find someone, an attorney, somebody. There's somebody that can help you write your contract. Pay for it. Remember with the do. If you're a business owner, it costs money to make money. You're going to have to do stuff. Pay for Quicken, pay for Joyce, whatever it is that you're going to do. These are products you want to do. Okay? So you need to have a contract. The second do is have your own equipment. Don't be borrowing other people's stuff. Professionals don't borrow things. Now, there may be a time that you need to rent. You don't have a scaffolding. You don't have a boom. You, as you're getting into, you know, a, a frame or you may not have a frame gun so you can rent from Home Depot, you know, but then you got to have the potential that, hey, I'm going to get $3,000 from the shop. I'm going to go buy that nail gun. I'm going to go buy the the tools to do my plumbing, whatever it is. You need to have your own tools. That's just a great thing. I know it sounds funny to say as a do, but you need to make sure you do that. Third thing, and this one gets overlooked a lot and it's really, very important, have insurance. Even if it costs you $100, whatever the state minimum required is, get the minimum, shop around, and just do it. There is no other way to get around saying that. You need to have insurance. It's that important um, for you. And I'm going to add on to this. I would recommend and talk to an attorney before you take splashes on words, but look at doing an LLC. We actually have an LLC with an S-Corp for distribution reasons. Um, but really look into doing an LLC with your company. Um, it'll save you a lot of headaches and your personal possessions. Um, but just got to make sure you don't buy those personal possessions with the company. Fourth, you need to be on social media. You have to have a website. You need to have a Google page, something. We've had this conversation before in a podcast, one of the very first podcasts we did. And... I can't tell you how valuable being online in social media is. It is extremely important. Um, tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about what we do in downtime right now on how to bring your business up. It's a lot of social media, which is my like my my thing. I like it. I'm a social media whore. Um, don't get any ideas, kids. 
but I just am. I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm okay. I can deal with the likes, the hates, the love, the, I don't know why you did it that way. I don't give a shit, but you need to be on social media and there's, and there's certain things, but you need to have a website or Google page. Google page is free. A Google business page is absolutely free. You can get reviews there. You can give people a link and you don't need the website. We have a website, but again, it's that thing of like, what works, what doesn't work. Um, the fifth thing on dues, keep a spare shirt, jacket, hoodie, and hat in your truck or van or whatever you drive. Because if you're doing bids or you need to stop by a job so you need to be clean up or you have a meeting you need to run to, it's always nice to have some type of clean clothes. I have one little bag. Actually, it's not in a bag anymore. But I have two shirts. I t- always have like 30 hats in my truck. My ha- my truck has more hats in it than I think my uh, my shop does. My shop has a lot of hats everywhere. I mean, I have boxes and boxes of just random hats. I should probably give them all away. Um, but have some spare clothes. We talked about bookkeeping. Get a bookkeeper. Really important that you get a bookkeeper in your business. I don't talk to my bookkeeper that much, but when I do, they're good conversations. And you've got to be able to listen and understand that all they're giving you is constructive criticism because there's a reason why we're contractors. There's a reason why we chose this. Some of us have really good smarts in, in some areas and some of us don't. I strongly suggest that everyone should have a bookkeeper. It's just good. Number number. The, the next one with dues kind of goes to being a bookkeeper. You got to be open-minded. When you own a business, and I think it's the blue-collar tribe way, and if you take offense, this this is directed to you. We think we know everything about what we do. Truth of the matter is, we don't. And if you do, if you feel you've mastered everything in your trade, GTF. Oh. Do it. Seriously, because growth is important and you learn a lot as you grow and it, it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, back to, but back to bookkeeping real quick. Someone had mentioned on the chat, Quicken books, Quicken books. I love Quicken books. I have Quicken. My bookkeeper has Quicken. I can just say, Hey, go look at my books. They'll tell me where I messed up, where I didn't. And we're good to go. Really inexpensive. Honestly, you know, maybe 300 bucks to have them look at it every three, six months, whatever, you know, maybe a hundred dollars a month. It depends on what deal you work out, but it's not expensive. But be open-minded about things because as contractors, we do know a lot, but we don't know everything. There's always new tools, new things, new rules, new laws coming out. So just be be open. We talked about explaining the process. Don't over-explain, but be able to explain. If a customer has a question, you need to be able to explain in part until you know that they understand. Eye contact, reading a body the right way. Reading a body and understanding, do they understand what I'm saying? Am I, I, if you don't know, ask like, hey, so are you saying that you want the beam seven inches t- lower or you want it seven inches higher? Like whatever the situation is, do you want this outlet moved to the left side of the fireplace or to the right side? There's Those are things you need to clarify questions, but explain it. The last two things are very important. We'll go with, we'll go backwards on this one. You need to take pictures before you get on a job site if there's damage. That way you have it afterwards. It's going to save your ass if you take pictures. Broken window, take a picture. Before you get on a job site, you need to go out and survey the job site. What goes hand in hand in this is you need to tell your customers, say, hey, we're going to take pictures the way I tell every customer is this. Two things. One, we're going to take pictures of your home. I own the rights to them. I just want to know that it's okay that we post them. I'm not going to post your address. Perfect. No one's ever said anything to me. Second thing, it says, hey, go on Instagram today. Follow me. Here's my link. You know, here's the here's the Instagram. If you're on Instagram, come follow me. 
I always tell them they can delete me afterwards because I'm not doing it to gain followers. That is just a tool that I use um, that I love. So take pictures. It's it, Taking pictures is important because if something is broke, something's wrong on the job site, you have a picture to show before. It could be the smallest thing, but the smallest things will give you the biggest headaches that will have a lot of those don'ts happen to you. So I hope that these helped. My productive as fuck do's and don'ts helped. Um, I know we talked about it yesterday, but I wanted to get a little more in depth on that. Also, guys, gals, hear me out. 501, uh, someone type this in their clear view in there. 501-444-2583. That is the phone number you can call into the show. You can text me as well. If you have a story, if you have a topic you want to talk about, you just want to come on the show and chat bullshit with me, I'm totally fine. We are Blue Collar Tribe. We're here to love and express those things. Um, let me, someone asked a comment on here said, so before and after you always ask if there isn't any address, I'm guessing I just ask, say, I don't even ask. I tell them, Hey, we're going to take pictures for our portfolio of our business. I will make sure that your address isn't shown. Um, I don't really ask them. I kind of tell them we're going to take pictures, but that's just the way that I do it. But yeah, we all, we always do take pictures of everything. It's, it's important to build your Build your clientele. So we have less than a minute to wrap it up. But again, 501-444-2583. That's the phone number. You can call into the No Bullshit Blue Collar podcast. If you want to come on and talk, whatever it is, Blue Collar, we're, we're here to help. Um, you know, being doing this COVID-19 thing is different. So if you have ideas of shows you want to talk about for the next week, because we're probably going to be down for another week or two, hopefully just two weeks. That's my bigger picture in my head is we're only doing this for two more weeks. Um, but like I said, I'll post the productive as fuck um, do's and don'ts on the Instagram splash room script painting, but I got to head out. I will catch you tomorrow. Instagram stay live. I'm going to stay out live with you for a few minutes until tomorrow. I'm splash. Do some good for somebody around the world. If not do that social dis- distancing bullshit people are telling you to do. I'm out.